0: Welcome to the Adult Child of Dysfunction Podcast, where we untangle the past, rewrite the present, and reclaim our future. I am your host, Tammy Vincent, and together we will break free from old patterns, heal wounds, and create new narratives. Are you ready to transform the effects of your dysfunctional past into your superpowers? Are you excited to get back in touch with your true authentic self? If so, then hit subscribe and join me weekly on the Adult Child of Dysfunction Podcast, Here we will learn from experts as well as experienced thrivers how to turn our trials into smiles while living our most authentic and joyful lives. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode. Today we have not only a special guest, but a dear friend of mine. Her name is Karen Bernetti. She's a yoga yoga and meditation teacher, a family recovery support specialist, founder of Mindful Family Recovery, and the Serenity Circle. And we will let her tell you all about those. But her healing journey growing up was in an alcoholic household. So we have a lot in common. And I think that's how we kind of connected. She also married and divorced someone with a drinking problem. She found Al-Anon and then yoga. And that is how it led to the work she does today. Karen, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but before you get on, I have to tell you her passion for helping eradicate the stigma of alcoholism, mental health disorders, all of that wrapped up in it is just absolutely dear to my heart. So welcome, Karen.
1: Thank you so much, Tammy, for having me. And I just so appreciate you and your friendship and our time together in our
0: mastermind for the past year. We have both come so far. I just love it. Absolutely. So you said you grew up in an alcoholic household and you found yoga because every time I talk to you, you're sitting on the floor, which is absolutely amazing to me. I can't sit on the floor. But tell us a little bit more about your story and how you got here to where you are today. Well, I
1: didn't know I grew up in an alcoholic household, first of all. And um, I don't know if somebody might be able to relate to this or not. I did not realize that um, it wasn't until I was in Al-Anon, was as I was going through my divorce, did I realize that grandparents could be qualifiers? And in Al-Anon, they say, your qualifier is the person who you know brought you there. And my parents didn't drink, you know? But they had, they both, both my parents had two parents that were raging alcoholics. So they grew up with it. They, they they got married very young to escape it. And I never really, my parents really didn't drink, well, only a little bit once in a while socially. But when I, so I didn't think I had any issues with alcoholism in my family, but it wasn't until I really started to learn more about it that I realized like, oh, they had this really fiery relationship. They fight all the time it I I, we had our own brand of dysfunction in our family and I think every family does because I don't think there's such a thing as a family that doesn't have that that's perfect but when it just really when I started to learn about alcoholism and 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 the the characteristics of it I'm like oh so they growing up with it they had all what they call the isms right they had a lot they they learned that that that's what they grew up with they did that's all they knew so and they brought that into their relationship and into our family, and um, but again, was I aware of that? Not till many decades later, you know. And then um, yes, and I and then I, but I realized now it was the development of many, many, many of my codependent ways, and um, the being the peacekeeper and the and the people pleaser and all of that. I just embodied that. And lo and behold, I married somebody with a drinking problem, which is very, very common. When you grow up with it, you end up marrying it. And it's so, so the cycle continues, right? And again, was I aware of this? No, but it wasn't until when I was living with it, I really thought, I'm like, hmm, I think there's a problem here. But with alcoholism, you just don't know what, you know, he said, I'm fine. I wake up and go to work every day. I, I don't have a problem. You know, I just drink every day. <laughs> you know, and he was very, very high functioning. But it it just got progressively worse over time. And that's what the disease of alcoholism is and does. And I can't tell you how many times I Googled El during my marriage and I never pursued it because it's like, who am I to diagnose this? I don't know what I'm talking about. I had no confidence in myself whatsoever. How can I diagnose this? He says he's not. So what do I know? How would I know? Why do I think I know better? And I just never pursued it, never pursued it. And it wasn't until, and I, and I can always tell people I did not leave my husband because he had a drinking problem. And the truth is, he left me because I drove him absolutely crazy about it. I was totally thought I could change it, thought I could fix it. Uh, it was just never ending. And I turned into an absolute crazy person living with it as is so typical with a lot of families because trying to control the uncontrollable really, what does it do? Makes you crazy. I mean, honestly, I that, I, I will, I won't say that about anybody else, but myself, I was uh, um, absolute, I was sick and had no idea because we Ellenons we are quite self righteous. We know the right way for everybody. We know what's best for everyone, <laughs> and we have no um, we have no qualms about telling you <laughs> what you should do. Now you should do it. Um, again, typical codependent way. Um, so yeah, it wasn't until divorce papers were filed, uh, maybe uh, um, that. I found myself in the rooms of Eleanor, and it was the beginning of a healing journey. And just the moment I walked through the door, I just knew I was in the right place. It helped me so much. And I remember seeing a therapist um, because when it was a really ugly, nasty divorce, they all are, I won't say mine's worse than anybody else's, but it was pretty, it was pretty rough, and I, I did uh, seek a, ther- a really good therapist. And she told me, she goes, "You're, you know, you're codependent." And I'm like, "What's that? Never heard that word before. I have no idea." So I leave there, head straight to Barnes and Noble because I'm a reader, <laughs> and of course, two books by Melody Beattie. Uh, of course, Codependent No More, and great books. Read, tore through them in 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 a weekend, and said, "Oh my God, this is me and my whole."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's amazing how you get that all of a sudden. It's like that slap in the face, like, oh, my gosh, this is me. How did I not know this? How old were you when you had that like aha moment?
1: Uh, oh, gosh, I was um, I was in my 40s, you know, when I was going through my divorce. So I think, yeah, definitely in my 40s. But yeah, it was um, I had no idea. Oh, my God, I grew up with it. All these revelations just came pouring through. And um, yeah, and I don't have any regrets in terms of if I had found on sooner, would I've would I've been able to stay in my marriage? I like, and I, I can't say it was alcoholism that destroyed my marriage. It just wasn't a good marriage, and on so many levels, that was it. Was there was more to it than that? And it wasn't just him; it was me. We weren't good together. <laughs> so I can't say it's all his fault by any stretch.
0: No and I mean it takes two it takes two to tango Absolutely. I say that all the time you know and yeah. you you were just coming to terms with the fact that you were just figuring out why you were the way you were yeah. so it's like yeah. you can't pour from an empty cup you know you have to heal yourself first you have to figure all of that out and just the realization of the fact that basically you know your parents were para alcoholics even though you didn't see the drinking and everything else like you said they had all the isms so you got all that you got all that I I say garbage, but it's garbage. You got all the bad habits. You got all the insecurities. You got all the mindset differences that you shouldn't have had. You have, you know, because of them living as basically what they call dry drunks and having all of the characteristics um, for the listeners out there. If, you know, you question it because a lot of times people are like, wow, I really, I have all these things. And it almost sounds like my parents were alcoholics and they weren't. Um, A lot of the characteristics are the same and there's something you can look up. And I think I talk about it in one of my episodes called the laundry list. Mm -hmm. And it's a list that came out. You've heard of the laundry list and it's a list of the characteristics that children of alcoholics typically um, acquire and see if some of them just hit you because I literally there's 13 or 14 and I was 12 of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. so
0: it's, it's sneaky.
1: And I, uh, if I can share that, I mean, really sharing the stories that anybody can figure this out sooner than I did. <laughs> if you could figure this out in, in your twenties or thirties or even sooner, God bless you. I just hope you do, because I, it's really my, I wish I had this figured out sooner, but Hey, everything happens in its own time. So that's exactly. That
0: really and you're, now. you're yeah, here now. Yeah, exactly. yoga. So tell and us about yeah. that because well, I love it.
1: So, yeah, so um, my, I really, Al-Anon really helped me a lot. And for anybody who doesn't know, it's a 12-step program. It's it's for families who, um, and they've it's the exact same 12 steps adapted somewhat as, as Alcoholics Anonymous. Because they know people who struggle with alcoholism, um it, it, Everybody thinks they go to Elanon because they're going to get their drinker to stop drinking. And that's, that's not what it is. <laughs> it's just, they realize it take, takes, takes you own your own response, take responsibility for your own issues and worry about yourself. You're here to heal yourself. And the same 12 steps apply to all, um, for so many different things. But, um, I, and I took Elanon about as far as I could go. It was an amazing healing journey for me and it was good. Um, and I know the twelve step programs are getting a lot of bad press lately. A lot of people are turning against them, away from them a little bit. A lot of the language in them are is um, a little outdated. I get it. Um, I know some of those steps are really harsh, and I stayed away from a lot of them. I like. I really adopted the, you know, take what you like and leave the rest. And I really did that with my Al <laughs> Anon program. It's like, yeah, I don't like that stuff. I'm going to avoid that. I take the ones I like and-, and leave the rest. I really wasn't a good member, but. Uh, I uh I took Alan on as far as I could go. It it was good and it has its pros and cons and I really derived a lot of good from it and I have nothing bad to say about it. Um except that it it you know it it's it's not for everybody and I, and I get that. Um, but it wasn't until a few years later and was post divorce and then we were going through the ugliest ugly custody battles. Oh, it's all over child support money. And it was, it was, it was the ugliest, um, situation with the, with the house full of teenagers and, and the tug of war of the kids and who's, you know, who pays what it was. It was, it was, really ugly. It drove me to an absolute literal uh, emotional breakdown and, um, I was suicidal. I, I really was, it was, it was the worst, um, and I just had this. It, it was kind of like that first drive to the first Al-Anon meeting. It's like the car drove itself. I don't even remember the drive there. It's just, it just something compelled me. I had to go, go and do it. And it's just like when I listened to these nudges, and then I had, the, and it wasn't just a little nudge or a little whisper. It was like a loud megaphone voice. You need yoga and, and, and I, and I went and I actually, and I I was broke. It was the worst possible times. Like, I can't afford yoga. What are you talking about? And I went to this little yoga studio right down the street from where I work. And they just so happened to be looking for a, what they call a work to practice volunteer. So you go and you help with the check-ins, you volunteer and you get to practice all you want for free. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is where I need to be. And um, and it's funny because the first couple of times I've tried yoga over the years, there's a part of me that always knew I was going to be a yoga teacher later in life, even when I was a kid. Although every time I ever tried it, I was in my 20s or 30s, I never liked it. Never wanted anything to do with it. But this time I'm like, all right, I, I don't know. Um, I, I explored it. I started taking classes and I loved it. <laughs> the time was right for me and it was hot yoga it was sweating profusely yoga i mean there's so many different forms of yoga and that's not the kind i teach but i do love a good hot yoga class because <laughs> this wedding is like it's incredible and and the healing and i got to the experience really got to i got to try a whole lot of different kinds and i had no idea what was going on quite honestly and until i Got my yoga teacher training <laughs> and again it's not everything's in hindsight it's like nobody told me this was going to help you be, you know I I, I didn't I, there's so many things I never really understood what was going on when I was in a yoga class right it, it, the ways in which I was healing but then I felt very compelled to get my yoga teacher training and that's when I it all made sense It's like oh that's what was happening that what was that's I get it now <laughs> so everything seems to come to me later on, but it's, it's an incredibly healing practice. It's just the whole mind, body experience. Um, it's, it's, it's profound. It really was. It was for me, although
0: I didn't understand how or why at the time. (laughs) Okay. So now fast forwarding for people that are listening and are like, Oh, I don't know about yoga. I'm not very flexible. I'm not very this. I'm not very that. So what is going to be an immediate result you're going to see from yoga? Give give them something. Oh,
1: please. You want to make a yoga teacher crazy, say, I'm not flexible, I can't do yoga. But it has nothing to do with flexibility. But if you can breathe, you can do yoga. And that's really what it's all about. Okay, bottom line. The quickest way to come in, t- so, okay. So we either live in the past, which is depression, or the future, which is anxiety, right? And if we don't want to be this, it's this the only place our brains can go. Well, there's three places our brains can go. Either the past, the future, or the present. So when we're in the present moment, we are not anxious and we're not depressed. We're just here now. So that's what yoga teaches us to be in present moment, present moment mindfulness. And and that's where the only place where you can actually find peace, right? And um, so, and the fastest way to come into the present moment is through the body. And fastest way to come into the body is through the breath. It's really, it's almost too simple. It's like, oh yeah, if you're looking for complicated solutions because you have very sophisticated problems, yeah, that was me. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know my 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 problems are always far too sophisticated for for these simple solutions, but you can let go of that and realize that is it. It really is that simple. It
0: really is. So give yes. us, so while we're on the subject then, so breath work, very important yeah. part of yoga, obviously oh, being yeah. in the present, just being relaxed. You know, I call it my Zen mode when I'm doing any kind of yoga yeah. and Give us like an example. Like, say you're just having a horrible day, and let's say you don't know yoga moves, you don't know downward dog and dippity do and all these things. Um,
1: you don't need to. You just, just don't
0: need to. yeah. Give us a give us a nice quick calm your nervous system down with some breath work. Okay, first thing first. Just even just placing your hand on your heart is an immediate
1: nervous system response right there. It Calms down instantly right there. Just that alone do even better. Okay. With, with or without your hands on your heart just take a deep breath in and when as you exhale you're going to purse your lips together as if you were you know were a kid when you would blow bubbles into your milk carton right and you're blowing out of a straw instead of sucking in so just imagine that you're blowing air out of a straw so you just breathe in with lips pursed together breathe out through your imaginary straw How does
0: that feel? Oh, it's always feels good. Yeah.
1: Does it not calm you down? I mean, does you do you not instantaneously feel calmer? And one here's a little trick: when you eat, when you make your exhales a little bit longer than your inhales. So say say you inhale for like four seconds, and you exhale for six. Again, it's an instant calming effect, instant anxiety relief. And it's just remembering to do that in those anxious moments. Just take a breath in
0: and you come and you just absolutely just captured a moment of calm. Yep. And don't stress about the number. Like she said, just if you can only go in three and out four or five, that's Perfect. fine. You absolutely. always, you want to try to go, but regardless, it takes practice. We go around life and we do not. I mean, I would guess to, I would venture to guess that everybody is breathing those deep, you know, those shallow breaths because we're running and we're we're anxious and we're moving and we're we're not taking time. I, I live in Florida. There's nothing I like more than when it's 50 degrees out and I could just go outside and I literally will sit out there and just get air all the way into my lungs. <laughs> and breathe, slow
1: down the breathing. I'd say 80% of the population, I don't know what the number is, but it's high, we don't breathe right. And they attribute that a lot to mental health. A yep. lot of people's mental health problems could be solved and are if they learn how to breathe. Yep. Nobody teaches us how to do it right. <laughs> okay. Because if you just out really shallow breathing from the chest, like the diaphragmatic breathing, fill the belly up with air, slow it down. We breathe too much. We breathe too fast. Slow down those number of breaths, ideally five or six a minute.
0: Yeah. Most people are at 20 or 30. Yeah, I was you know? going to say it's like, yeah, for the listeners, th- did you hear that? Five or six mi- breaths a minute is optimal. So just when you're when you're sitting there one day, get out your little stopwatch on your on your phone and time how many you do naturally. I guarantee you it's not five or six. Yeah. Guarantee. But again, if
1: you practice that for just a minute, how much calmer do you feel?
0: I yeah. mean It's no it's no accident that your eye watches or whatever they're called. Your my Apple watch tells me every hour time to breathe, breathe for one minute. And it literally will tell me it'll tell me to stand up, too, because that's that's another thing. But that's beside that. Um, But it does. It literally is like breathe for one minute. And if you stop and you get up and you move around in that minute, it mm -mm, doesn't give you credit for that one minute of just breathing. Yeah, it's no accident.
1: Exactly. I mean, there's so much power to it. And if the only thing stopping you from giving it a chance is, oh, that seems too easy, really try to let that go because it really is that easy. And we have stuck in our minds. It's like, well, I need a pill. I need a doctor. I need, I I can't solve this problem myself. Yeah, yeah actually, I'm not saying you don't need a pill. I'm not saying you don't need a doctor because I'm sure they, they do wonderful things. But I'm saying there are things we can take control of in our own health. And it's a mindset that makes us, Really is a belief that stops us from really pursuing these solutions that are really quite simple. So, that's really what yoga is it's just integrating your breath with your movements. That's it. Breathe in, lift your arms up, breathe down out, and lift, bring your arms down. That's simple. That's what doing yoga is
0: being mindful of your breath as you move.
1: And, and it's just meditation. Be, and, like you, and you said, when you're doing
0: it. it. Try to keep your, you know, try to keep in the present, pay attention to the breathing so that your mind isn't wa- wandering a million miles an hour. I know people say to me all the time, I don't know how to meditate. Well, mm-hmm. meditating does not have to be sitting cross-legged with your fingers pinched together up in the air and ooh, you know what you think of like the old Dalai Lama, You like that's not necessarily exactly meditate. You know, meditation is anything where you are peaceful and quiet and in the present. So. Exactly. And it's not
1: about stopping your thoughts because that is yoga. Yoga encompasses like they, they have this eight limbs of yoga and, and only one of them is the asana, the physical movement. There's seven others and it has to do with concentration and, and meditation and, and breathing and, and all, of, all of that. But only one piece of yoga has to do with, you know, turning your body into a pretzel, all of that silliness. You don't have to do all that stuff. But meditation is definitely well. There's three three limbs of yoga have to do with meditation. So if you say I can't do I can't do yoga, I'm not flexible. That means you just have no idea what yoga is. <laughs> and um, yeah, meditation is a big piece of it. And I tell people all the time, just stop and breathe while you're sitting at a red light. Instead of saying, Oh, I'm stressed out. This red light is taking too long. Take that as a moment to just like you know, I'm just gonna sit here and take a breath. And then guess what? Then then the light changes and then it's like, okay. Or you get stuck in a long grocery store line, right? It's like, oh, why did I get in the wrong line, right? And then you can sit there all anxious and disturbed or you could just say, thank you universe for giving me this long line. I'm going to focus on how my feet feel on the ground right now. And I'm gonna do a body scan and I'm gonna just tune into my body. I'm just going to feel the breath going in and out a few times. And I said, I'm going to take this moment to to meditate. You can take, you can capture moments of meditation. It's not four hours sitting on a mountaintop with monks, you know, in India somewhere. You can do it anytime. You can just do a minute a day, a couple times a day for a minute. You're meditating.
0: Absolutely. So uh, this is going to bring me into the next thing because you have developed two very neat communities that I want to talk about. And one is your Mindful Recovery. That's your Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously your, your experience in your past is very similar to mine in that you have the addiction and you have the recovery and you have the Al-Anon and the, and the AA and the 12 step programs. And a lot of that incorporated into what you do. But at the end of the day, we're all healing from some things or whatever, but you've developed serenity circle, which I'm a member of, and I absolutely am excited, super excited about it. But I want you to tell the people, I'm going to give you my version, quick version, and then expound on that a little more because everybody needs community. And like she said, when Karen got started, she was like, I can't afford yoga. Well, guys, that's one of the biggest blessings of the Internet. I can tell you is that you can literally go into a group and find places where you can do yoga. You can do sound baths. You can do all kinds of healing and get to know people. And there's coaches and everything. And Karen has come up with an amazing group called Serenity Circle. And I want you to just take a couple minutes and tell us about it so that people can kind of get the feel of where your mind is, because it's a blessing. Well, it's like,
1: yeah, um, I just have to give credit where credit is due. When I um, was it, when I started my yoga journey, um, I was reading in yoga journal a, a article about Nikki Myers, and she is an amazing person who um, I am so inspired by, and she has created yoga for twelve step recovery. So she combined she's a person in recovery herself, and she. Did, did the twelve step programs loved it? Discovered yoga, and she goes, "Oh, I want to put these two together." And and when I read this article, I said, "Oh my gosh!" And everything in my life made sense. I, you know, like you know, you had the, that crystal clear moment with the the angels blowing their, you know, horns, and it, the, the sky opened, and I'm like, "Oh, the crystal clear moment!" It's like this is why this is why everything in my life happened as it did when I when I learned about this. And she's she's has a her yoga of 12 step recovery is all over the world. Now she's spread this and she's just done an amazing job. And she, and, and then I'm like, okay, I know my purpose in life. This is what I must do. And this is what pro- propelled me to, um, to get and pursue my yoga teacher training. I said, I want to, I want to be a yoga of 12 step recovery leader and, But I said, and and she's doing an amazing job supporting people in their recovery journeys on their own, you know, from addiction recovery and addictions of all kinds. And I'm like, I want to do this, but I want to do it for families. Families need recovery too. I knew how sick I was living with it, how sick I had become. And it's great that there's so many great resources for people in in addiction recovery, but the families need it too. And then through Nikki Myers and all that work and I I pursued that and I love it and I'm doing it and it's great. And then through her, I learned about Tommy Rosen. And Tommy Rosen uh, created this amazingly vibrant, huge online community to Recovery 2.0. And again, he's supporting people in recovery. He was a 12-step guy too. He's a yoga guy too. He's Now he built this vibrant community where he's offering all sorts of support to people in recovery. Um, And he's got several, he's, he's got the book discussions. He does yoga classes. He's got a whole bunch of different people. He's got multiple a day. He's got them in Spanish. He's got so much support for people in recovery and, um, and supporting them in the most amazing ways. And it's just such a beautiful, vibrant community. And when I learned about that, he was my inspiration. I said, I want to create that, but I want it for families. Because families need recovery too. So that started my journey. I started to become a recovery support specialist. I learned as much as I possibly could about addiction and I then one training after another after certification, after certification. And I finally launched my mindful family recovery. Um, you know, and I so I do coaching and I do, you know, groups and just for families to help them support them through their journey. But now, a couple of years later, it's been growing, it's been developing, and now we finally have that beautiful online support community, um, online for people, for the families who are struggling. And it's for people in recovery, too. I mean, we don't exclude anybody, because a lot of people in recovery, by the way, also have family members or friends or or are affected by somebody else's um, addiction. So, of course, um, open and inclusive. So yes, it's just a place for healing. It's a place for community. It's a place for conversation and connection. We have support groups and we have yoga, meditation, sound healing, um, you know, uh, energy healing. We have the most amazing coaches and book discussions, and that's what we have you there, Tammy, as one of our coaches, and um, sharing your book and leading support groups and doing all sorts of amazing things. We're just getting started. Just opened up a few minutes, a few months ago, um, but we have an amazing assortment of teachers, healers, leaders who are really um, committed to eliminating the suffering because there is so much suffering going on right now. We are in a mental health and addiction crisis in the U.S. for sure, and around the world. Absolutely, and I truly believe that if we can wrap our arms around the families, get them healthy and strong. Because I know when I focused on my own self and my own recovery, the people around me changed. I don't know. It's it's something weird happens. I can't say we can't change them. We can only change ourselves. But an amazing thing happens when we focus on that. We focus on ourselves. We somehow
0: miraculously, the people around us change. Well, that's just the saying, you know, when you, when you change the way you look at the world, the world changes. I mean, it's, it's, it's right there. You know, you, you have to, you have to be better to be able to be positive, to be healthy, to be out there helping other people and being that positive person. I mean, that role model and and yeah, it's, you know, and I love that you incorporate the family because so much, there's so much shame and stigma and people don't want to get help. You know, or even like in your case, people probably have said to you at some point, oh, well, they're out of the house. You're not, you don't live with your parents anymore. Everything's better. And no, the stuff that is, that happens during these times of crises, it stays with you and it, It you, you have to, you know, and you can't do it alone, but it also doesn't have to cost a fortune. You don't have to, you know, and, and that's what I love about these communities and especially yours, Karen, is that. You can go in there and you can, you know, one day you feel like doing yoga. That's great. Another day you just feel like going in and asking a question. I mean, it doesn't matter. So we will put the links in the show notes. um, And I don't know. If you have like a, I think there's a free week or so, there's like a time you can try it out or I don't yeah, know exactly. we have a
1: th- three days, of uh, no charge to, um, to, to explore. If you want to pass for longer, reach out to me and let me know, we, we'll hook you up. If you want a private tour, I'd love to meet with you and um, we can hop on a Zoom and I'd love to give you a tour of the community. If you have any questions, anybody can feel free to reach out. But yes, we have a very robust events calendar. And that is not to overwhelm anybody. Nobody that joins needs to do everything that's on that calendar. It's just to have a variety. It's just to have an assortment of things to choose from and to take you from where you at, where you're at. If you're at a miserable place, right? And you're unhappy and we want nothing more. The only thing we want for our, really for ourselves, we'll be so happy if, if our loved one could just find recovery, right? They could just get better. If they could. And you know what? They, we just have to want that for ourselves and I think when we focus on our on ourselves we may be able to give them a glimpse of what's possible we can we can't face this problem and it's a massive problem and there's so little support for families out there you have a loved one struggling with addiction or some sort of other mental health issue and those two are so closely combined that we can't even possibly separate them but since you you have this person you get a massive per- problem whether this person's living with you or they're not or whether they get they you know all the issues that we have when somebody we love has an addiction. They have legal problems. They have physical health problems. They have money problems, and it affects the whole family. And 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 so where are we coming from with this? We're stressed out. We're worried. We're anxious. We we're, we're fearful. And and oh my God, there's a stigma, so we can't talk about it, right? We come into this from such a sick place because we're just sick with worry. We're sick with fear. Oh my God, they're gonna die. They're gonna overdose. What am I gonna do? And what do we do? We just yell at them all the time. We just like yell what's the matter with you? Stop it. You know, that's why we, that's, I mean, it's pretty universal. I mean, that's pretty much how we handle it. It just turns into conflict and we got to find another way. And we're not going to solve this problem from a place of fear, anxiety, worry, um, you know, and, and, and suffering.
0: Exactly. So. So know that there's, there's a place and there's lots of places and, um, I love it. I absolutely love it. and I love the fact. and I love watching you because I can see the passion. I can see how excited you get about not only just your group, but just the the whole concept of what needs to be done and the epidemic that is out there and the fact that people are hurting and there's answers. There's answers. It's and you know, I always say healing is not easy. and and getting over your past or or dealing with your past is not easy, but it's simple. You just have to have the tools. The tools are all right there. You just have to have access to them. And so a group oh, like yeah. that gives you a lot of access to these tools. And it's, it's, it's wonderful.
1: And Tammy, you have to have more than access. Though. You really have to have a desire to change.
0: You yeah. really have to oh, have yeah. a desire
1: to want more. You oh, yeah. want to, because uh, people, we want people here who want a better way or want to feel better you know and are ready to just like most most people that come it's just like that finally reach out for help they're to the point where i can't take it anymore i can't live this way anymore and if you're at that point and it's just i got to do something then this is the place that yep. you're open to try anything you know what i mean and there's so many different things to choose from whether it's a, dis- it's a support group or a book discussion group or or a yoga class i'm ready I- i'll try energy healing that seems kind of weird but I- i'll try it mm-hmm. <laughs> right that's the kind of people we want that are open to exploring because
0: I don't know, it worked for me. (laughs) Perfect. Exactly. And that's, that's honestly what you got to do now. There's so many different things to do. Just throw it all at the wall and see what sticks. Try it all, jump all in and see what, see what works. Well, thank you, Karen. This was absolutely amazing. Um, If people want to reach out to you, what is the quickest, best way for them to talk to you? I would love for you to join my mindful family recovery Facebook group. Um,
1: it's a great place to explore at no charge some mindfulness ideas, and we have some great conversations going on in there. Um, and I, on uh, my website's under construction, my mindful family recovery website. Uh, so just you could reach out to me by the email. If you're not on Facebook, you just Karen at mindfulfamilyrecovery.com.
0: And I'll put that in the show notes so everybody will have yeah. that link for you. Yeah. And I know you're always welcome for chats and just to lend an ear I absolutely mm-hmm. know that about you mm-hmm. so before we go I want you to do one last thing for my listeners here for all of the listeners out there give them some tips a real quick word of advice best piece of advice or some words of wisdom from Karen Bernetti
1: well you kind of stole my thunder because um you already said it what the thing I was planning on saying for that was um I think the best piece of advice is Throw everything at it. You got a problem? Um, I don't know. I, I I was doing drumming circle when I was at my worst. And when I was at my, I, I, I did therapy. I did it all. I did whatever I could. I studied as much as I could. Learn as much as you can about this problem. Um, try things even if they seem a little weird or off. Or give it a chance. Be open. Just open your mind and just be, there are, and, and, and you can, you can heal. Um, it is possible. You can, but you just have to, my, my advice is just throw everything at it. Just whatever you can. And, um, and, and, and don't give up because there's no one thing that I can't say there's a magic pill that's, that's going to work for everybody. I don't even know if, honestly what worked for me on, on my journey, because I was doing so many things at once. I, I, maybe it was just a combination of them all. I don't know. But, um, if you want to get from a, from a place from of despair and you really want to get someplace else. Don't try to do it alone. A community is just so important and it, it's
0: just so hard to do alone. Very well said. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming. I so appreciate you coming on. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, Tammy. Thank you. Oh yeah. And for everybody out there listening, another story of hope and healing with Karen Burnetti and Check it out, reach out, and just know that it's never too early and it's never too late to have the life that you absolutely 100% can have. Thank you very much, have a blessed day. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Adult Child of Dysfunction podcast. If this episode resonated with you, or you think someone else could benefit from what you heard, why not share it with someone you care about? Let's heal from our past and take back control of our lives together. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to www.tammyvincent.com for a free chapter of my book, Surviving Alcoholic Parents. While you're there, be sure to catch my invigorating seminar, Awakening Your Authentic Self. Together, we will rewrite our stories and turn trials into triumphant smiles. Until next time, keep embracing your strength, keep being you, and know that you are more than enough. You are way more than enough right here, right now.